Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera. Thank you for tuning in. It's a Wednesday night right now, and I just got home from the Invisible Disabilities open mic. It was such a good time. Everybody had amazing sets, and I'm really looking forward to their show coming up on, I believe it is the 19th Sunday at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Emily's on it, Mike Sella is on it, Emily Peterson, everybody, Mike Sella is on it, and a bunch of other cool cats. We'll be talking a lot about that show uh, next week, because Emily Peterson will be my guest uh, sometime next week, and we're going to do kind of like a show preview, and that's going to be fun. And hopefully we'll be doing a uh, post-show chat with one of the performers as well in the next uh, couple of weeks, so look forward to those episodes coming up. Uh, on the horizon uh, Nothing much right now Got some shows But they're further down the road We'll talk about that stuff later Right now Just want to tell you Remember You can follow me on Facebook Comic Talk The Podcast On Facebook And also Comic Talk The Podcast On the gram So Without further ado Please Welcome to Comic Talk The Podcast My friend The talented Ms. Ashley Hayes Stone Thanks. Have a great day. Take care of each other. Peace. I've been doing this so wrong for so long. <laughs> so, speaking of doing this for so wrong for so long, you want to introduce yourself and say what it is you do? Oh, gosh. So uh, wrong for so long. <laughs> wrong for so Tell long. Tell us what you've been doing so wrong for so long. Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Ashley Hayes Stone, and I'm a, a well, journalist and photojournalist. Um, I work for, I freelance actually for uh, SAC News and Review. And I'm also a um, journalist student at American River College, and I just got accepted to San Francisco State to study photojournalism. How exciting is that that you're about to go and you yeah. and you know what because like uh, a lot of my friends listen to this have kids that are about to graduate from yeah. high school or just graduated from high school and are kind of like lost because like I think so oh, many sure. people think that like oh right after high school you're supposed to go to college you're supposed to know exactly what it is you want to do. Yeah. And I think that you're about to start at a university mm -hmm. doing something you absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And you did not take the traditional route to that. No. Uh, well, I mean, I did go straight to college right after high school. And I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I was like, I'll just go to college and figure it out. And it took me very long. I'm 25. I started at 18. Right. But so, you're still yeah. super young. Like, yeah. that's not a horrible age to be like, yeah. I'm going to college. That's that's great. Thank you. It's crazy because, like, now, like, you know, I do see people a little younger than me that have their bachelor degrees and stuff. And they're, right. But they don't, they don't seem very happy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, and I feel really bad because I feel like, you know, you do give in that to that pressure of, like, I have to figure everything out now. So then you have a degree that you're not really happy in. And then, you know. Right, sucks. right. Yeah. And you didn't take the traditional route oh, of no. like finding like that journalism was, like, photojournalism oh. was your calling, right? So it's no. not. Because like a lot of times, like I, I yeah. me personally, Jesse Rivera, I <laughs> love photography. Like, yeah. Ever since I was a little kid, like I was, uh, like, like the first photography that I was uh, in love with was. Uh -huh. I used to have a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. And I would just look at all the pictures. And then after Sports Illustrated, it was Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, your portraits are amazing. Right? 
And yeah. so Rolling Stone magazine, and then uh, I I just fell in love with 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 photojournalism yeah. at, at an early age. So yeah. I would study these photographers, and so many of them their their story would be like. Oh, when I was five, my grandfather put a camera in my hand and told me to capture the world. <laughs> I wish that would happen. <laughs> and that, that's so not how you got into journalism, no, is it? No, not, into photojournalism, is it? Not at all. I, I didn't even think I would be a journalist. or I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But if you would have told me two years ago, hey, you're going to be a journalist, I'm, I'd be like, what? Like, what's, what? And that's just two years ago. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah. <laughs> And then how did it how did it start? Okay, so oh, two years ago, I um, so I wasn't even interested in photography. I actually was trying to study di- being a dietitian. And um, okay, the world needs that, <laughs> right, right? We need you. We need you. I, I wanted to just help people, and I'm like, I'll be a dietitian and tell kids to don't eat Doritos all the time, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't happen. Um, so and too much chemistry. So anyway, I was um, I was dating somebody who was really who was studying to be a journalist and. To get better at photography, he would go to open mics and just take a bunch of photos and I and you know, meet with musicians and stuff like that. And I'll just tag along. And then each time he did it, I would be kinda like, Hey, you should like do this over here. Why don't you kneel down and do this? I have no idea what to really do with right. the camera, but I'm like, That seems like a good shot. That seems like a good shot. To the point where he kinda like was like, Okay, well, I'm going to put you on manual mode and you do this. And I was like, okay. And it was terrifying. The photos were awful. I bumped up the ISO super high. The photos were grainy. And then at the end of like the open mic or the concert, the photographer or the um, musicians would be like, hey, can I have like the photos you took of tonight? And I was like, no, they're awful. (laughs) Right, right. But that's how I started networking and getting into um, like the music scene in Sacramento, you know? And isn't the yeah. music scene in Sacramento something pretty, it's pretty good. Like, I just love the community aspect and I love how just everyone wants to collab with each other and help each other out. You know, I just love that about it. What, um, so this is about two years ago. Yeah, two right? years ago. And so like, so, but music photography isn't the only thing you've done, no, right? No, no. But it's like, so like if you, if someone like randomly scrolls through your Instagram, they'll Mm -hmm. see like, oh my God, look at all these great, you want to talk about some of the bands you've been able to cover because of this? Oh my God. So yeah. Oh, so, um, oh shoot. That was, that's crazy to me because I started doing like just open mics and local bands. And then, um, so I, how I got into journalism was again, the same guy was like, Hey, um, I need a photo editor for the American River College paper, the current are you, do you want to do journalism? And I was like, uh, he's like, just do it. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know? So I did it and, um, I just was started shooting for them. So after that, I got a, um, opportunity to kind of like work for news and review and just do photos and street talk. So, um, so anyway, back to the music question. I, yeah, I, I, um, I got to shoot Metallica. I got to be up close with Elton John, I was like, this is insane to me how I came so far. What was it like the first time? Because the, there's the there's the intimacy of open mics and even like yeah. local shows like at Holy Diver and yeah. Ace of Spades, right? Where there's like you could you could hear everybody in the crowd talking. Like like it's there's there's like a it's handful really of people there, yeah. right? And then going from the front of that stage yeah. to the front of Metallica's stage. What was that? Or who was the first who was the first band you shot inside Golden One? 
um, Metallica. And oh um, my gosh, that was just over a year ago. Yeah, and that was insane to me. Well, that was um, it was, so that was after aftershock, and that was so crazy. But to me, I always I kind of like like the small venues because there's no rules. I can just be as crazy, get up close as I want. Mm. There are so many rules when you shoot big bands. Like for Metallica, we had to shoot. It always depends on the band. But we had to shoot all the way in the back of the soundboard, and I was still fairly new, so I didn't. That's pretty far back. It was very far, and I was angry. So, but I wasn't angry. I was just kind of like, "Damn it!" So, and all these photographers who knew better brought step stools. I'm super short, and I so what I ended up doing was when people weren't looking, I kind of started sneaking in the crowd, shoot, 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 and then, "Hey, get back here!" I'm like, "Okay." Uh huh. <laughs> You know, but um, it's still really insane that you you get up close. Um, with Elton John, we were really like we were able to like touch the stage. Sorry, yeah, touch the stage. It was insane. And is it the rule that uh, you can shoot for the first three songs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there's some bands that um, when I went, I shot Panic at the Disco, which was great. And um, the for only time this happened was we got to take our cameras with us to our seat. And that was super fun too, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I've seen some of those. Did you uh, some of those crowd shots in? Yeah. On your yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um. So like, um, the lead singer of Panic at the Disco was like flying on a piano and just leaning over, and I was so happy I got to take that shot. I thought that was like really cool. Yeah. That's super awesome. But there's also another side of of your journalism. Like yeah. you you've covered some some really important. Um, oh, for sure. Stories here in Sacramento. So you grew up here in Sacramento, yeah, right? Born and raised, yeah. That that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I I so I didn't grow up in Sacramento, yeah. but I moved to Sacramento like seven years ago, and I've slowly fallen in love with this city. And just like with anything else that you fall in love with, like you want to understand like its creation and like oh, yeah. where it's coming from. So like mm -hmm. I really enjoy meeting people that grew up in Sacramento oh, yeah. and that have the same fondness for the city, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So one of the big things that like when, when I first came to Sacramento, somebody was like, oh, man, there's a lot of homelessness in Sacramento. Yeah. It's kind of sad. And yeah. I was like, wow. And <clears throat> I had never seen hopelessness to this extent mm -hmm. is that something that like you kind of grew up seeing is has it always been like that or is that something in recent years i think it was recent years to be honest like i rem i don't remember this m much you know i mean, people on the street and it's really it's really sad right and it you know it's really sad is too is like um you know people are like oh it's another homeless story you know when they see articles about it and i'm like but it's so important that's why i think journalism is important because we are writing these articles to kind of like raise that awareness, you know, and then I think it's important too, because people see it and like, I want to do something. It sparks, like inspires people. Right. Yeah. I, I did read, uh, the, the, the article you wrote for the, the American river college yeah. about the, uh, the college student yeah. that was living in a hotel. Yeah. Yes. For her to let me into her life. I was, it took a while. It took a lot of trust. It, I tried it. I, you know, I, it took about like a couple months for her to be like, really okay with me and i totally understand completely so you, know? you corresponded with her for two for a couple of months oh. how, did, how did that work so, like how did that story work like from inception to like oh print? okay yeah my so i actually had a friend who just handed out flyers um or put like post flyers around american college just saying hi if you're like in a housing situation i would like to do a story about you because she was also working okay. for the paper but for some reason, you know, she, she couldn't do it or I don't know what happened. But someone reached out to her and she's like, hey, can you do this story? And I was like, oh, okay. You know, mm -hmm. you know, and um, 
the um, Courtney was her name, and she was um, very open and stuff, um, but also very nervous to tell her story. And, you know, and for, again, for her to just let me do that and let her, let me into her life, especially in a hotel, you know, right. photographing and kind of showing the reality of things, you know. She, right, because it's yeah. not glamorous at all. No, it's not. You know, when you're in a hotel, you're like, woo, this is fun. But they're like, no, we're surviving. Right. And yeah, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of, um, how am I going to pay for this apartment or this um, hotel room? A lot, you know, so that was, that was, that was insane to me. And for, yeah. I think so also because like for the, the average person, a hotel means that you're out of town. Yeah. You're having fun. Yeah. Like a hotel always has like a fun aspect to for it. For sure. Unless you're like stranded out. Like sometimes you're like traveling, you get stranded out. Yeah. But, but still you were traveling and you, and you were doing something that was like not normal. But in yeah. this case, <clears throat> excuse me. In this case, the hotel is just was just life like yeah she lives in sacramento but she's living in sacramento in a hotel and that's so yeah it's it was so it was crazy to me um and also she was still trying to um you know trying to get back into school and she wow it it was um it 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 weighed on me too you know so as a journalist i had to like you know you it's so hard not i mean you have to get a little bit emotionally invested into it that's something i wanted to ask you about because like when i was when i was reading the story i was like and and not saying that that you did this but like in reading the story like i thought to myself me Mm -hmm. it would be really hard for me to walk in these shoes write this story and then just walk away from the story like you've got to carry some of that you got to carry some of that with you right oh for sure for sure i always you know i keep in contact with her right now i'm really happy for her she has an apartment she's doing really well i'm so happy and like that's the thing you just do follow-ups you want to make sure you know i i never want it you know because i think sometimes journalists get a bad rep and i've heard this you know like oh you just like write stories and then you leave them and i'm like no 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 like i actually keep in contact and make sure like hey how are you and stuff like that especially for subjects like this you know right yeah you also um did you win some awards for some photography you did uh, covering the the stefan clark story oh yeah It, it um wow that was that that was when i my first real experience in photojournalism um yeah, so I um, I won like first place. I did like a design layout. I won first place for that for the Stephon Clark photos. And yeah. And so what say. what photos did you take? Were you at the march or? Yeah, I was at the march. Um, so it was my um, so the one. Well, first they started out, you know, protesting um in front of um oh what's her name? It was in front of her office, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, and so I thought, oh, they're just gonna do that, and then all of a sudden. Um, they started moving towards the street. I'm like, okay, middle of the street. And then they started marching down the street and then stopping cars. They were, so you just yeah. happened to be there. You went because you're interested in journalism. Yeah. You're like, um, let me take some pictures. Yeah. And then you're kind of caught up right in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, I am. So I, I actually asked to shadow, um, a photojournalist from the SAC B. Okay. And, um, he became like my mentor. And so I was, I wasn't a, I was learning as I was going pretty much, you know, um, and I was, it was crazy because right next to me was like a New York Times photographer. And then right on the other side was like a Getty photographer. And I'm trying so hard not to fangirl. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, um, but then, you know, I was definitely think this was so important to document because, you know, Sacramento was hurting, you know. How yeah. did that, how did that feel as a Sacramento, oh. like to watch that whole thing? You know, as a you know, it was kind of hard because I had to take off that like, you know, when I 
journalist mode i i'm you know i really just want to document i want to and that's how i feel like i'm helping you know um is to like show what's happening in sacramento but as like take that off you know as a sacrament and i i was very like sad you know right uh, like you know everyone in sacramento was hurting and divided right and, it, yeah. and it's your city and it's it's hard to it's hard yeah. to see that right yeah it was very it was very hard to you know i i don't like when people are upset it makes i want to make sure i want to you know i i hate that you know i try to make a great experience for everyone when and you know and that's how i felt like maybe this is how i'm helping in a way to right was it the first yeah. time you'd ever been in that type of energy yeah um you know i did the women's march but that was that was way different you know people were upset and stuff but in sacramento it everything happened there you know the shooting and the marches like you know it, it was it was insane yeah well okay yeah what what else so what what other stories have you covered that that you're really proud of hmm i am so i recently did so you know um definitely um my two biggest stories was the the homeless you know uh, the homeless story and um stefan clark but i also did something i was a little different was i did a story on the drag king community in sacramento okay explain that explain a little bit what that is <laughs> So, because um, you said drag king, yeah, drag king, yeah, because I've I've heard the phrase drag queen a lot, yeah. but I've never heard the phrase drag king, and I saw that, yeah, and I'm kind of glad you brought it up. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a very, it was a fun, it was a very like, it was fun and different because like you said, everyone heard of um, drag queens, but no one's really heard of a drag king, and we actually had like a huge history in Sacramento of drag kings. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what a drag king is is just like a um, performance of masculinity. So. Oh. Yeah. So um, women, non-binary people um dress up as men, like exaggerated, and they lip sing and they have like um the performance there at a well right now it's at sidetracks and. Uh, my friend, or not friend, but someone I knew was doing that. And I was like, what? Are you dressed up like a guy? And then she was like, yeah, like I, I do this. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Why? And she's like, it's empowering. I'm like, whoa. Like, and then she told me about all this community, you know, this community of drag kings. And they tell me, diff you know, they tell me that um, this is something that makes me feel powerful, makes me feel good. I, I met a transgender man who said, this is who I am. And it helped them a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really cool. There was like controversy because like they were, you know, but um, other than that, I, um, you guys can read in the article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was, uh, it was really cool to highlight a different community. Yeah. Did you get to shoot Lizzo? Oh my God. Yes. I was, that was insane. Same. So let's so that even that event had its own little bit of controversy leading up to it, right? Yeah. There was the whole like we should uh, what the the police officers wanted to march and the community said no, oh, but then yeah. somebody on the board said yes, and so even like that yeah. had its own thing going on. So even that had its own kind of energy going on. Yeah. But then also here's Lizzo right on the brink of. Yeah. Exploding, right? Because, yes. like, right. I mean, she was already kind of big. Yeah. And everybody kind of knew her. So, like, everybody was really looking forward to seeing her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I heard that was just an amazing day. She, you know, I know that happened, but I felt like having her, like, it, it brought back this beautiful, fun energy that I think Sack Pride is all about. And 
Um, yes, definitely. It, it was super cool because I'm such a huge fan, but also as a journalist, you can't fangirl. So I was like, professional, 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 you know, in my head. But I saw her like in the tent, you know, and, and I was so excited. And I, I didn't, I didn't get enough courage in me to be like, hi, you know. Right. Yeah, but it was really cool. So you did the right thing. I did, you know. I, I wish I could have said something, but um, but looking back, but. She, she's just so, she's, she was just amazing. And the energy was great. It was a hundred degrees outside. I was about to say that day was so freaking hot. It was disgusting and it was hot and she didn't care. She was like looking beautiful and sweating and all her backup dancers were also sweating, but they still put on an amazing show and, um, they got, I got to get up really close and it it was so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That yeah, that was just this past summer, and I remember yeah. how hot it was that day. And, and looking at the pictures, yeah, I was like those poor people, but yeah. nobody really seemed to care. No, you know, because they were, you know, they were there for a reason. You know, um, I was it, again, fun energy. Just it was just something fun, and I actually just was coming back from New York because I went on like for my twenty fifth birthday. So go do that was like, and t- come after, you know, come back and get to shoot Lizzo. That was like. Ah. <laughs> How many days did you spend in New York? I spent a week, not a, not long enough. <laughs> did you get, like, did you get to do Central Park and? Yeah, we uh, so we ended up like staying, I think, on the west side of um, Central Park. That place is huge. Right. Like I, I could have just been there like for the week, just walking around. There's always like these weird things you can do there too. You can drive little boats, like. Yeah, I went yeah. to I, I went to Central Park. Like to me. <clears throat> I needed to go to Central Park and to see um, John Lennon's bench in Central oh, Park and yeah. they imagine the strawberry fields. Yeah. And <clears throat> what blew my mind about being like, I so I went and I sat there and I put some John Lennon music, not, not Beatles, just John Lennon music yeah. in my earbuds. And I sat on a bench right wow. by the imagine, uh, the, the imagine circle that's yeah. right there on the ground. And what blew my mind is that I sat there for about 30 minutes and seeing all these different uh, cultures of people yeah. coming and paying their respect, and like old men and young men, and mm. like uh, like like fathers and mothers bringing their child, yeah. and it's like, and just all these different races and ethnicities, just like paying respect to this man that, like, you know, I mean, so many people say so many different things about John Lennon, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's my interpretation of what oh, John Lennon sure. meant, and. It, it was a beautiful sight to see that many people coming and paying like all these yeah. different cultures. It, it was amazing. And yeah, New York blew my mind and that too. I was only yeah. there for like three days. It, it, it does like, you know, and for, for me and um, my partner, we, um, we do street photography and to be in the motherland of street photography was great, but so overwhelming because there were so many things happening all at once. Like, right. I was like, photo there, photo there, photo there. Oh my God. Like it was insane. And, Part and I love doing photography in San Francisco or New York too. No one can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. So no one gives want. a shit. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking love that. I because in Sacramento when you do some street photography for ah, photography, some people get a little like that's illegal, which it's not. Um, but <laughs> uh-huh. and I know that's weird to like go up to someone and take their photo, but it's like it's because it's something like relatable or something interesting that I think they're doing. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's great. When, um, oh my, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, I saw on your Instagram the other day that you started a a little project that I've seen a couple people. No, no, that's not. 
The, you're starting a little a little uh, project that you're you're shooting a little bit every day or something. Yeah. So I know it sounds super cheesy. <clears throat> I, I I never thought I would be this person, but um, I want to challenge myself to shoot every day, just take mm-hmm. photos every day. So it's like this three, um, yeah, three sixty five day challenge. You know, where you take just a, a photo every day. And some people, what they tend to do is take photos like maybe like like a lot of photos during like one day or two days, and then keep posting them, but I feel like that's not the point. I feel like that's cheating, you know? Okay. Yeah. I just want to challenge myself and get better as a photographer. Yeah. What, are, what are you shooting with? So, right. I just recently got my full frame camera. It's a, a D750 Nikon. Okay. And I love it. I, yeah. Why did you settle on Nikon? Okay. So, I actually started with um, uh, Canon. And I liked Canon and stuff like that. It was great. You know, I just... Um, to be honest, it was just for a certain lens that I'm getting a deal on with another photographer. It's okay. A 70 to 200 lens. And I'm such a nerd. Nerd uh, out. Nerd yeah, out. Okay, we love great. it. Okay, cool. So we it's love 70 the nerds. To 200, 2.8. It's a Tamron lens, but it's only for Nikon. And I was like, well, shit. Like, you know, because I was going to get a Canon. But it's a really good deal because those lenses tend to be expensive, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess I'll go with Nikon. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And are, are you happy with it? Oh, I, I, I've done like, um, I never thought again, I, I recently quit my job as a caregiver. So, uh, cause I want to just commit to journalism and photography full time. You how, know, how scary was that? Oh God, I was terrified. How long did you mull over that decision? Uh, like, well, it was, it was kind of like brewing up for a, it was like happening for a while. Cause like it would be kind of soul sucking. I'm mean, not soul sucking. It was nice to help somebody, but at the same time, like, I'm like, okay, well, I have to, you know, help my purse, my client. And then after top on top of that, I have to write my article. Then I have to edit these photos and I have to study for anthropology. Jesus Christ. Right. There's yeah. a lot going on, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was, I didn't want to collapse mentally. So I was like, all right, you know, I got to take a step back and take some stuff off my plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since I did that, um, I have more opportunities right now. I'm actually doing a little bit more portraits stuff. Like, cause that pays the bills, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're fine. Sorry. Oh my God. Yeah, it does. It pays the bills, and um, I mean, my dream, of course, is to be a full time photojournalist. But I know that I'm gonna have to maybe shoot a couple weddings to get there. It seems like that's always the case because yeah, isn't like like uh like photojournalism? It doesn't seem like like a hot career right now. It's like like <laughs> like the media gets gets a bad rap for a lot of things, oh, for and sure. it's, and then. You mentioned earlier that you're a freelancer, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like a lot of companies are, are keeping people on the payroll. It's like yeah. it's like you shoot and then you then you you shop your shots, right? Yeah, that was a mouthful. How does that work? You want to explain a little bit of how that works? Yeah, because so- like you're out there taking pictures and sometimes just like you don't mm-hmm. like you don't you don't know where these are gonna end up or sometimes you do. Um, yeah. So like you you could do that. You could um like maybe like do a photo essay or something and try to pitch it to a publication, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or you could kind of like pitch an idea like, of like, Hey, I would like to like do a story on this subject or these people, blah, blah, blah. And then you do a little bit more research, kind of like put that into your pitch and then they decide that sounds great. Or maybe you can add go, you know, or you can do this or no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
So that that really is reminding me of like the, like Hunter S. Thompson in Rolling Stone magazine, of like just like yeah, like for he him. was just out there reporting whatever and just sending it back to them. Yeah, and for some, it works for him. I think a lot of young journalists want to be Hunter S. Thompson. Do they really? It's like really funny or not funny. It's just I get it because I kind of was like, yeah, I kind of I'm digging this, but. No publications gonna allow you to be Hunter S. Thompson, unfortunately. Not, not anymore. That's no. That, the, I think Hunter S. Thompson ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's can only be one, unfortunately. The Gonzo style journalism. Yeah. You know, it sounds really cool. I'm like, I want to write about myself in a, you know. But that's why. There's blogs and stuff like that. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> Were you, so you happened into journalism just by, by chance. Yeah. But then also the writing, like your, your writing's great. Thank like you. when did, how did that, how did they meet or did you always enjoy writing? Um, so like I, I think, um, so, uh, so I, when I was a kid, I used to actually write a little bit, but then like, of course, like everyone like you know like as an art as an artist quote unquote i was like this is crap and then you know yeah yeah i don't know if uh, i'm very hard on myself so i was just very like i was just like no i don't like writing as much you know so um but now i i enjoy it but actually sitting down and writing it can be like a challenge because I, I like to move around that's why i like photography better because you get to like just jump around and get all crazy and stuff right yeah as a you know as a reporter you know you spend a lot of days outside trying to get um the interviews which is great i love getting all the information but then when you have to sit down and you have to be a shut-in for a few days <laughs> to write the article yeah it's it's hard and then does somebody have is somebody gonna still edit your article yeah. oh yeah oh yeah Definitely. how does that how does that feel to turn something in and then to to see it in print like it's a little bit different yeah well like for me i always like you know, um, I always felt like, oh, they made this so much better. But I know there's people who are like, oh, this is like not what I wrote, blah, blah, blah. For for me, I'm like, thank you for saving this. <laughs> right, right, right. This makes me like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. And also, like, it helps me be a better writer when I see my edit or see the edits, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 You yeah. see, like, the teacher corrected it for you. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, um, or there's times where I'm like, hey, you know, can we leave that in? So it's like a, you know, compromise. Um. It's a, in your, you know, it depends on who you're working with too. Like, um, I, you know, there's certain editors that maybe will rewrite your whole thing and you're like, mm, but then, um, I don't know. You just got to pick and choose, I guess. So yeah. are you given an assignment or like, is it like a thousand words, 1500 words? What is yeah, it? So, so the thing is, is like for freelancers, like for me, as working for a smaller paper too, um, it, you hustle really hard. So I'm always out there kind of networking, trying to find a, you know, not trying to find a story, but looking for stories, looking for maybe a community that hasn't had a voice yet and or a band mm. that has, has really, that's really good, but unfortunately, you know, hasn't gotten a lot of hype. So I like to kind of like look for those and the underdogs, you know? Yeah. Who, are, who are some of the, your favorite local bands that you've covered? Oh, okay. So, um, I'm a huge fan of, um, I cover the, or I not cover the, I knew them for a long time. Worthy Goat. They're really good. They're, they're like at first they're oh sorry they're different um definitely check them out they're on spotify then there's what was their name again worthy goat worthy goat yeah okay. <laughs> no, that sounds weird oh, all right that's what she said okay yeah yeah and then uh flight mongoose which is just they're just these like energetic fun band um when you go to their shows you just you you sweat afterwards like you just because you're just jumping around with them they just have this huge energy and they actually played at um um, concerts in the park recently too okay yeah so they're they're a really fun band to like um check out did you cover uh 
Hobo Johnson when they played concerts in the park? Oh, yeah, or yeah. Their, or their I, Ace of Spades homecoming uh, show? For sure. I know Frank... Um, I knew Frank when he kind of was starting out, so it was kind of cool. We, um, I used to, like, go to this dude's house and play this game called Werewolf. <laughs> and, like, it would just be a bunch of us in, like, his, like, house, you know, at, like, 12 o'clock at night playing this, like, really nerdy game. It's, like, Mafia or, like, almost like Clue where you have to guess, like, who's the werewolf. Like, it's super fun. That that band blew my mind yeah. when when I first heard it. It's, it's so funny because, like, when I first heard it, like, of course, like, of course, like, the city was buzzing about it and yeah. it, 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 it came across my feed and I was like, well, let me check this out because yeah. it's a local band. Yeah. And I played it and I listened to I, it, probably the Scone song. Yeah, Peach Scone. But yeah, Peach, probably the Peach Scone song. And I listened to it and i remember i immediately sent it to i have like i have these two nephews and nieces like i yeah. say nephews and nieces but they're they're much older they're like in their 30s yeah but i know when i say like nephews and nieces you're like picturing like little kids running around um so <laughs> i sent it to my two nephews and nieces who are kind of like uh my they give me the younger uh perspective of the music yeah right so i sent it to them and i said i can't figure out if this is garbage <laughs> or genius I can't, I can't figure it out. Oh my god! Yeah. And it took my nephew about a day to respond, and he's like, "It's genius." Yeah. And then I, th- this is how I knew that I loved it because yeah. I was like, "What do I like this? Do I hate this? I can't." But mm. I listened to it for like three days in a row. Yeah. And then the song that really got me of theirs, and I can't think of the title, but it's mm. one of the songs where he's where he's talking about. The kid that's going through a divorce and he just wants one Christmas. Like, oh, I yeah, just want yeah. one Christmas. Yeah. And that song blew my mind. For sure. And I was like, these guys are really good. And it's like, it really reminded me of, I, I'm old. I'm 48 years old. <laughs> it really reminded me of the first time I heard Sublime yeah. or the first time I heard Beck. Mm-hmm. And it was completely different. And it yeah. was completely like, uh, do it yourself. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um I, um, his music is very relatable. I think that's what also is something that like when people scream out those lyrics, they have felt that before. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. And what was there? What was that? Did you, so did you go to like that homecoming show? Like, so like the concert in the park was, was like, they were about to go on tour for concerts in the park. Yeah. And then just recently they did like a homecoming show at Ace of Spades. I, I didn't go to that one, um, but I did go to, um, they also did a benefit show that um, SNR did a story on. I, I was able to take photos. So when I see them, it's kind of funny because it feels like a reunion. It's just like, hey guys, you know, yeah. like, hey Ashley, it's really, it's really fun. Um, also, like I know a couple photographers who were with me as we were documenting him, you know, or, you know, Frank um, throughout his not throughout his whole career but when he was starting out so we all feel like proud parents so were those guys in in bands before that like was that not that that wasn't their first band like we're like i I think we're all together except for i think jordan came later but um because he was doing his own thing but um and then uh i think oh shoot what's that guy's name Oof, that's that's bad sorry his name is jer is it jer oh another guy that came in i just mind blank that's okay <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. yeah he came in too but i mean no they've been solid 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, insane. I, I really am happy for their success. And oh, for sure. It, it blew my mind when they were on tour. And I remember one time watching, like, I would watch their Instagram stories mm-hmm. and seeing them play some tiny place. And they were, like, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And the crowd was singing every line to every song. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. <sighs> Can you imagine, like, that must feel, like, incredible. Yeah. Have people know your lyrics. Yeah. And it, and they were, they had just, they hadn't been out. Like, it's not like it's, they weren't like Bruce Springsteen or something like that. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're so new and made such a huge impact. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy for them. What's uh, <laughs> what's what's in store for you this year? When do you, when do you leave for school? Oh my God. So I leave, um, fall, um, 20. Yeah. So fall 2020 and I am, terrified okay so you still got it you still got away you still yeah, got a few I, months i have um so i'm still working so i have one more semester in american river college um and um then the summer i'm gonna go to brazil so i'm really excited about that i love to just try to travel. how much time are you gonna spend in brazil oh a week yeah okay <laughs> my friend she um she's from at the school paper she's from brazil she's like just come and party with us and i'm like Oh my God, Brazilians party hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like the things that she. Told I think they me. invented the party. Oh yeah, I'm like, and I'm not a party person. I'm more like, I'll drink a beer and chill on the couch, you know. Okay. No. So this is gonna be definitely different. Um, another. So yeah, I guess like, for right now, that's that's what's happening. I'm still work. I'm working on um stories. I'm just you know um, you have just just keep grinding. You know, I um. I definitely just want to, I love Sacramento. It's just like, I, but I feel like going to San Francisco will help me like challenge me more, I guess. Yeah. I think, and it, it's also going to, uh, reinforce the love you have of Sacramento. Like you're yeah. going to, you're, you're going to enjoy coming home. You're yeah. going to, you're going to realize what it is you, you love most about coming sure. home Yeah. because when you come home, like your time is going to be so precious. Oh yeah. And you're going to only want to do the things you love and see the people you really love because mm-hmm. like. It's like I got three or four days here and, and you're you're going to really enjoy that. Yeah. What what's it I, I think I wanted to ask this earlier, yeah. but what's it like because SAC News and Review publishes once a week and yeah. that's still crazy that yeah. there's still like a hometown publication churning oh, sure. it out once a week and it's it's and it's not garbage. Like some 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 yeah. Some publications put stuff out frequently, but you're like, this is boring. It's cool. It's quantity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the, I feel like with SNR, that's why like working for them, it's quality. You know, it yeah. really is. They yeah. really, they really have the, the, their finger on the pulse of what's important. And yeah. And the, and the stories are, are, are really like, it's, it's really cool stuff that they write about. To be able to highlight again, different communities and um, people in the sacrament, Sac- in the Sacramento community. I am. Um, I love that, you know. I think it's really different and fun. And again, I like working for a publication that allows um, to ha- have different voices heard. Right. And that makes me feel like, like very good to like work for some like a uh, a publication like that. You know, I, I so over the summer after I got back from New York, I was very like New York Times, blah blah blah. That's like my dream of mine. I got an interview to be maybe a photo intern at the Sac B. Okay. I didn't get it. Uh-huh. I was very sad, <laughs> but, um, but, it, but SAC, SAC News Review was still there for me and I felt like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to keep, um, taking photos and writing articles and 
using it as like a um, stepping stone, you know, because I, I don't know. I, of course, I, I would love to be a New York Times photographer. That would be like ideal. But I love that Sacramento kind of is letting me it's like a sandbox for me. Like, again, like just I get to like maybe mess up a little bit and learn from the mistakes. So when I go on to San Francisco or anywhere else in my life, like I learned here first. And I think I am pretty grateful for that. But as, as when I was younger, I was kind of like, eh, Sacramento, whatever. But um, like Lady Bird, I did watch the movie finally. <laughs> Isn't it a great movie? <laughs> it's a really great movie. And um, I just hated that hype around it because it was very saturated. But when I watched it, I was like, okay, I get it. Fine. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you got you to gotta remove the hype or you got to let the hype die down. Yeah, because then I just felt like it was just screaming in my face, you know. But... I, you know, it was hard for me to not get excited when I'm like, ooh, like Raven or ooh, like, you know, I know that house, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the thrift store's right down the street. Yeah, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I need some pants. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. When I when I first followed you on, on Instagram, yeah. I noticed that, that you you knew a lot of the, the local comics. Oh, for sure. I love comedy. I envy you comics. You know, I envy that you... Again, you can get on that stage and be like, I'm going to fail. And it's going to be great. I'm like, damn, I want to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we say that, but we really want to do good. But yeah, like sure. we, we embrace the failure because it's, it's pretty often that we fa that we fail or, yeah. or that we think that we failed. Yeah. Yeah. Who can you off the top of your head? Do you do you, do you have a couple of favorite locals I love or just them. like yeah. or like, oh, they're performing. I want to go see them. Oh, my God. I love me some Kyrie. Oh, uh, Kyrie has ooh. got the biggest, most infectious smile. I, I'm, I saw when he was not like first starting, starting, but when he, you know, wasn't as big as he is now. Oh my God. I, I love him. The guy can just kill a room in a second. Like he's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Off the cuff. I really appreciate that as a comedian. I was like, yeah. Yeah. He's phenomenal. And you see him at open mics, just like you're just there. He was walks in, tries yeah. some new stuff. Yeah. And, and he, he'll hang out. He talks to everybody. Mm -hmm. He's not like, oh, I'm I'm too good for you guys. There's, no. Yeah. 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 He's great. I I appreciate that, too. He's super humble, and he has had so much success in his life, you know, yeah. as and a he's, comedian. He's about to be on a, a a new show that Bill Burr developed. I know. I know. Um, J.R. Guzman? J.R. Guzman. Yeah, that's my boy. No, <laughs> man. I was listening to his song yesterday, Asian Guys Can Smash. <laughs> He is so funny. I actually did a uh, a Q&A with him for SNR and super just like down to earth and sweet. And um, I remember seeing him at Comedy Spot, you know, just started out at open mic. Yeah. the One of the first open mics that I did um, yeah. at the Comedy Spot, like I got there super early. Yeah. And he was out there and he just mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh, that's that guy. And like, he just walked right up to me. He's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And we just started talking. And he's yeah. super nice. Super approachable. Yeah. Yeah. How about some female comics? Female com. Oh, love me, Ru uh, Ruby, Ruby, and Miriam. I love you both. They are so funny and so different in their um, in their comic style. But and, and yeah. they're so young. And they're so young. I honestly, I want to be like I. <laughs> it's kind of funny because Ruby's super cool. Like you know. <laughs> she is. Yeah, they both like, are super cool. They're both super. You know, and, and uh, Miriam's super sweet and cool, you know, and they just, the, when you see them together, um, at because the, they're best friends, you know? Yeah. I I love it. I just, 
it's just what I love just being in the room with them. I don't even say anything, you know, just have have them just have a conversation. It's just hilarious. Yeah. 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 I, I adore them to death. They're, they're super cool. And I love what they're doing with the living room show. Oh, yeah. And it's like super packed. Like I, I've never been to one, but like I watch their stories on Instagram and like you need to go. It's it's so great. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll try to go to this next one. Yeah, you should. It, it, it's very, uh, I would get there early because holy crap, that thing just fills up so fast. But uh-huh. what a great environment to be in. And you get to like see some local comics, where you know, so that that's really cool for me. That's awesome. Do you think we talked about everything we wanted to talk about? <sighs> I think. Was there something you were dying to talk about that we didn't cover? Man, I'm always dying to talk more. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I could just talk forever. Um, I think I think we um, I think we covered it. Unless like I, I I don't know. Do you have any? No, I think I think we're cool. We covered your photojournalism. We yeah. covered we covered your your uh, you're going to San Francisco this fall and uh, what it's like to to be. Uh, shooting Lizzo or being caught up in the middle of a, of a civil rights march that really changed the really challenged the demographics of of our city. You you know, as a journalist, we have to be chameleons, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. We have to, you know, be in you cause you, because you, you, you're going to different, um, you're, you know, you're entering people's lives and, everyone's different everyone has a story everyone has um a, a different background you know and you as a journalist have to you know read that and you know be approachable yourself and be open you have to be open if you're going to be a journalist well i yeah. think what what's what's super important about the the work that that photojournalism mm-hmm. photojournalists do is yeah. that like in 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 retrospect we'll look back on certain events in history mm-hmm. and we'll just see like this event. But yeah. what's, what's important is that journalists get up to like journalism's the, the journalists look into yeah. that event into like the events that led up to that uprising mm-hmm. or the events that, that led up to, to the culmination that, yeah. that we saw on that day. Yeah. Like, I think that that, that that's what's so important about, about journalism is that, you need to tell the story inside mm-hmm. the story, you know. Yeah, the behind the scenes. Exactly. Um, that led up to that event, and that's um, I I love it. I I think journalism is so important and it's very needed. And I know that the media does get a bad rep, but I um I I love it. You know, I just think it's so important to document. That's why you document. So you, when you look back, you're like, oh, that's what happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Journalism is great. <laughs> All right. We're going to end it with that. Thanks for coming by this morning. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm excited to end this so I can uh, hang out with your dog. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're going to let her out right now. Yay. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, man. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.